Come, sit by the fire. Listen to my tales as the shadows dance and weave, and I weep stories of adventure, wonder, and woe. These tales could be short glimpses into lives of unlikely heroes, or epic yarns that span many sessions. Regardless, the nights can be long and dark, but you are always welcome to join me in the light of the flames and listen. Welcome to Stories by the Fire. Save the presence of her catatonic son, Aaron alone faced the dangers of the world of endless night. With only a torch to shield her from the wrath of the creatures dwelling in the surrounding darkness, she embarks on a perilous quest to restore her little boy's lost soul. As she journeys to her destination, a small red light in the far distance, Aaron becomes acutely aware that her every step is stalked by the monsters of the leaves and shadows. Leaves and Shadows, Chapter 10 Torchlight She was gone. Aaron stared at the unmoving night and the gravity of her situation pressed down on her soul. She couldn't believe that she was gone again. It was so sudden. Her mother had told her that she was going, but they had been so rushed that she hadn't really had time to fully process it. Her breaths quickened. Somewhere deep within her chest, a void that she had long since learned to ignore, ached anew. The most recent loss of her mother pierced through the scars that had once knitted it closed. Without her mother's comforting presence, she felt so very, very alone. In some ways, she almost felt it would be easier if she hadn't seen her at all. Then, she wouldn't be dealing with this pain. No. She shook her head. That wasn't true. She was grateful for her mother's help and insight. Her mother has saved her from this place at least three times. But then she abandoned you and your son to your she froze. This voice had not originated from her mind, even though she heard it in her thoughts. Her back became damp with fear. She was isolated, but she was not alone. Slowly, she turned around, scanning the surrounding darkness. Other than the red, minuscule light off in the distance, her torch was the sole light source in this world of utter darkness. The fixtures of the decrepit water park sank into the blackness of night. There were no stars or moon to offer any sense of reprieve from the abyss beyond. Without the pseudo star on the horizon, she would have been utterly lost. Even the place where the sun set had now vanished without a trace, not so much as a hint of the pinks, purples, and blues of the transitional evening lights bled past the edge of the world. It was almost as if the great fireball beyond submerged into a greater ocean out in the beyond. Somewhere out in the darkness, she and her son were being stalked. The night had a mass of its own as it pressed against the corona of their light. She clutched Evan tighter to her and adjusted his limp weight awkwardly on her hip. Her eyes fell in the red light ahead. Come on, baby. Let's get you out of this place. With that, she took her first step towards the distant mark. As she traveled, her attention varied from between the distant star-like light and the ground directly ahead of her. 
It wasn't long before the concrete ground gave way to the hard-packed dirt, barren of anything save the dead leaves strewn across the landscape. Her trek was slow going as she warily walked ahead, and the minutes passed by arduously. The pounding of her steps and her increasingly heavy breathing from carrying Evan's dead weight were the only sounds to punctuate the ringing silence. Her arms began to burn under the strain as she switched arms, holding her torch in the other hand. The only scenery that changed from the abyssal night was that of the bare ground, covered here and there with a smattering of leaves. She cringed every time her foot crunched down on a few. Any piles that were knee-high or greater, she would outright avoid. These larger piles were sporadic, but not nearly as rare as she would have liked. After her experience on the concrete island, she was wary of any significant leaf piles. Whatever those things were, they seemed to be able to hide themselves effectively in the heaps. At one point, she came across a pile that was a head taller than her. She could only imagine what horrors were hiding in within. Slowly, she backed away to walk around it, which proved to be more of a task than she initially intended. The large pile was more of a miniature mountain range of foliage, extending farther down the path than she expected. Her detour turned into a journey in and of itself. The first mountainous pile turned out to be the tallest by far, but she encountered many more that rose nearly the same height. On and on, one pile stretched into the next, never parting even slightly for a bypass. She kept checking the red star that was now perpendicular to her current course. Thankfully, it still remained. But for how long? That question brought on another different round of worries. She was afraid of that light and its unknown nature. She had no idea what it was or how far away it was. She was equally unsure how long she had been traveling towards it, but she appeared not to have gained any ground on it. It could very well have been nothing but the star for all she knew. But the fear that bit at her courage the most was what if it blinked out before she could reach it? What if her baby was trapped in there for all eternity because she got hopelessly lost and unable to find him in this dark, desolate land? Her fears drove her to considering plowing through the leaves head on and rushed towards her destination. Aaron paused as she came to a space between two large piles that only came to her knees. She cautiously tried to scan its boundaries to ascertain what lay on the other side. The light of her torch only illuminated more leaves beyond. She had no way of knowing how far it would go. She stared down at the low level of the brown leaves intently. She silently willed it to reveal its secrets within its disheveled structure. The leaves rustled with a shh in the silence around her. Aaron screamed as she fell back on a rump as the smaller pile shifted before her eyes. What if she charged through it? She and her baby would have trudged head on into the hands of one of those monsters. Her heart hammered in her chest as she watched an avalanche of leaves tumble down the small slope. She scrambled up to her feet and quickly hurried down the path. She glanced back at the leaves as she rushed ahead. Other than the sound of her ragged breaths, the silence still hung in the air like a parasite on the belly of the night. But she could sense a dark alien mirth resonating in the back of her mind. She paused to survey her environment, 
the deep black remained outside the rim of her torchlight, and the mountain range of leaves for the moment remained motionless. The darkness was still, yet alert. Her awareness of this grated on her courage. Her light began to flicker as her hand trembled. She looked from her surroundings to her affected hand, mulling over her resistance to succumbing to her fear. Sighing resolutely, she switched Evan to her other arm and hip, again while she firmly took hold of the torch in her opposite hand. Having no other discernible option, she began to trudge forward with as much resolve as her weary heart could muster. She did not know how long or how far she had traveled, but eventually her course began to slowly veer around so that the red star was now in the corner of her right eye. For this small change, she was thankful. It made scanning the direction she was traveling far easier. However, by this time, she could no longer give it much of her attention. As she walked, the strength of her initial adrenaline rush waned, and the conditions of her journey began to take their toll. Her mind slipped from the primal of concerns of her fears to the more mundane matters of her growing aches in her back, arms, and legs. As she stiffly continued forward, her arms burned fiercely from combined efforts of holding the torch and her son's limp weight. She began to consider a brief pause in her trek, just for a moment to recuperate her strength, but she rejected this notion as blasphemy. However, once the notion had etched itself in the crevice of her thoughts, it began to take root, and its presence grew more and more in her mind. Soon, it was all she could think about doing, and to uproot it from her mind would have been as arduous a task as removing a tree with nothing more than a spade. She was so consumed by these thoughts that she even failed to notice that she had left a wide patch of leaves behind, and was now walking across a barren field of packed dirt. Every so often she passed more small heaps of leaves, but nothing like the mile-wide pile that she had left behind. She staggered around them without giving them so much as a thought, her head lobbing down on her chest as she stared at her aching feet. As she aimlessly shambled around one large pile of leaves, something within reacted to the light of her torch. A thundercrack of rustling erupted behind her with a noisy she whipped around, brandishing her torch like a medieval club, her voice catching in her throat. A flutter of movement attracted her eye. Her vision zoomed in on the sole leaf as it fluttered into her sphere of light. Simultaneously horrified and mesmerized, she walked towards it as if magnetically pulled. The leaf pile that she just passed was now strewn out for several additional feet. More leaves slid to the ground about it. Something had darted through it. Her fatigue and aches that she had only felt moments ago vanished as a renewed dose of adrenaline pumped through her veins. Dread cloaked itself over her shoulders as she stared at the leaves before her. What's the matter, dear? She gasped as a hissing voice spoke out from the darkness. It had originated behind her and sounded as if it was only a few feet from the barrier of light. Did we scare you? Another voice spoke from her left a moment later. Her head darted from one point to another. She instinctively inched away from her aggressors, shielding Evan from them as best she could. Ah, uh, 
I think we did. She actually squeaked in surprise. Her reaction elicited more cold amusement from her tormentors. All at once, they laughed all around her with her scathing, hissing laugh. <laughs> there were so many of them, and their symphony of chaos hacked at her self-control. Nails down a chalkboard would have been a welcome sound to alleviate the hated voices as they tried to drown her with the tones of their madness. Stop it. She said softly. They continued to laugh at her. Stop it! She called louder. The ruckus grew to deafening levels. <laughs> Stop it! She cried out. They continued on. <laughs> Stop it! She shouted at them. Hate burning in her eyes. The laughter continued. <laughs> she filled her lungs and opened her mouth in a scathing shriek. Each syllable became a cannonball of her malice. Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! They ceased abruptly. The sudden drop in sound made the silence that much more pronounced. In the quiet, echoes of their malicious glee thrummed in her head. In the void, the weight of their unseen stares became palpable and Aaron began to tremble. She fought to steady her breath. She kissed Evan's little face with pale lips and whispered, It's okay, baby. We're safe here. You cannot come into the light. We're safe here as long as I have this torch. And I'm not letting go of it for anything. Are you sure about that? A voice inquired from the dark. She involuntarily shuddered and silently berated herself for a reaction. She closed her eyes and exhaled slowly. It's okay. I'm not going to freak out. She looked down at her son. We just need to reach the red light and then we can get your soul back. Somehow. She tried to skate around the obvious question as to how exactly she would accomplish this feat. Shaking her head. In an unsuccessful attempt to rid herself of her doubts, she said, Okay, we won't worry about that right now. We just need to reach the red light, and we'll figure the rest out later. The unbidden voice in the dark spoke again. It cooed ominously. But where is it, dear? She looked up sharply, her head turned this way and that. She slowly turned round and round again, her eyes searching. She spun around again and again and again, trying to grasp onto something within her sight. As she rotated, her whispered mantra steadily grew swifter and louder. No, 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 no! She couldn't find the small light in the distance. It was nowhere to be seen. Somewhere off in the distance. She could hear something chuckle as the severity of her situation became brutally clear. She was lost. Lost and alone in the dark, Aaron's heart makes a short leap from frightened to despair. Without the star to guide her, she has no idea how she will find her way through this desolate world. 
Join us next time as we follow Aaron's helplessly lost journey through the world of leaves and shadows. Thank you for listening to my story by the fire. I hope my tale stirred the flames in your heart in some sincere way. If you enjoyed this story, perhaps you might like other tales created by me, Christopher Chansey. My other podcast, Theater of Heels, is a superhero adventure following fangirl hero wannabe, Erica Belfry, who found the world behind the mask was not what it seems. I also have the epic fantasy podcast titled The Sky's Embrace, which follows the crew of the sky ship The Maiden's Arrow as they navigate the perils of the clouds. All these tales and more are available on my website at ChristopherChancy.com and my YouTube channel. If you'd like to support my work, please consider joining my Patreon family at Patreon.com slash ChristopherChancy. There you can get exclusive insights and sneak peeks into my work, projects, artwork, and novels, as well as get access to exclusive merch. As always, Thank you for stopping by and listening. May the light of the flames always bring you warmth. Good night.